because the shopping, the cooking, the all of that stuff is going on. So it's more of a yeah. you get lost in the hustle and bustle of of it. And when you have a deep rooted already anxiety and depression, this is a way to mask it. Mm. Once it's over, now you're sitting in your real stuff. Hey, everybody, it's me, Michelle Wright, and welcome to the 99 Ways to Win podcast, where we use truth, transparency, and humor to navigate Christian living. Now, this episode, which is the first episode of 2024, we are going to later uh, on in the podcast get into some serious uh, content. So if you have little ones or uh, maybe anybody that may be sensitive to the subject of self-harm and things of that nature, please keep that in mind uh, before we get into the actual episode. But trust me, it is going to be filled with good information, hope, and of course, some biblical encouragement. So I hope you can enjoy this and get something out of it. All right, let's get into the episode. It is 2024, and it is season four of the 99 Ways to Win podcast. I am your host, Michelle Wright, and I have my wonderful co-host, Miss Fallon Sales. What is up? Hey, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> All right, we got the E.T. Green. I like it. Yay. All right, so this is the very first episode of the year. It's January, so I wanted to talk about something a little bit different than maybe people don't talk about, which I didn't even really, I honestly didn't really know it was a thing, but somehow I came upon this article about New Year's depression. Um, so we're going to talk about that and then the importance of reflection, you know, on your life, on, on different things. And, of course, we'll talk a little bit about goals. Some people do New Year's resolutions. Some people, like, I don't do resolutions. You do goals, whatever. But, like, how you do that in a realistic sense so you're not like you know setting yourself up to be like stressed and all of that good stuff so i am did you okay i know i told you you didn't necessarily have to read that article but i don't know did you read did you scan over that article at all or Mm-mm. is it gonna be all me, it's all it's me? All you. <laughs> i didn't get it did you send it to me yes it was there was a link in the email, the email i thought that was this link the so, so okay. you you didn't scroll down. You just I was you just excited. Saw was at the top. You just I was at the top, and you just like, okay, here's, here's the link for the meeting. I see how you are. Okay. I thought that's what that was. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. I, okay. So uh, apparently the host needs to give clearer instruction to the co-host in the future. That's fine. We're we're like co-host needs to read. <laughs> Come on, accountability. I love it. See, that's that's why I like you. That's why I like you. That's what's up. So let me see. Do you see my screen? I do. Hey, look at that. Look at Michelle trying something new. Okay. All right. So this article is on psychcentral.com. Yeah, it says depression in winter months, how to cope with the January blues. The start of the new year often symbolizes fresh endeavors and revived goals, but the post-holiday rush is part of a common mood shift known as the January blues. Uh, so it says that, you know, and I'm just going to kind of touch a couple of things and we're going to talk about it, but it says that, um, you know, there's this thing called Blue Monday 
which is supposed to be the third Monday in January, and it's supposed to be the most depressing day of the year. But apparently this terminology came about from, like, this marketing thing, you know, from a travel company that was trying to, you know, they they was trying to think of an angle for uh, <laughs> for advertising. So it's like, I guess, you know, if you're sad or whatever, you know, go go on a trip, you know, travel yeah. somewhere, go visit your family or something, you know, to yeah. pick yourself up. So, but it says that, um, you know, sadness, depression, et cetera, in January and in the winter months in general is actually a thing. Uh, it says a number of factors are thought to contribute to this, including weather, cold temperatures, reduced daylight hours, holiday absence, and financial stability. Um, it also goes on to say later that, um, let me see, where is it? Um, this little part I'm just going to go ahead and read. Uh, the January blues describe a common period of low mood that occurs during the first month of the of the new year. For many people, this is the time when the holidays are finally concluded and life is settling back into its regular routine. For a part of the world, it also marks the start of severely limited daylight, colder temperatures, and more time spent indoors. The January blues can mean something different for everyone. For some people, it may represent general dysphoria or the start of a depressive episode, but other negative emotions can be more common for certain people. And I did have to look up what dysphoria meant. (laughs) Hold on, because I did look that up. I had an idea, you know, but... Right. uh, Let's see. Dysphoria, a state of unease or generalized dissatisfaction with life. Mercy. That is what dysphoria is. So that being said... And, of course, now I've got to get back to the article. <laughs> so general dissat- unease or dissatisfaction with life can occur uh, in January. Um, and then it says, uh, while the January blues is most frequently characterized by depression, it can also include increased feelings of anxiety, guilt, and shame, as well as low self-esteem, says Saba Luri, a licensed marriage and family therapist from Los Angeles. Um and then it um, says that, again, it has a couple of uh, causes, shorter days, decreased physical activity, decline of social stimulation, absence of holiday anticipation or excitement, and social event fatigue. So I'm going to stop right there as far as reading it. And for for me, I'll say I've never had, like, like depression or sadness necessarily in uh, January, uh, myself, I've always been like excited, but, uh, over the past couple of years, I've experienced it like in the holiday season because after my mom passed in 2021, then it was like, you know, and she passed in September. So it was Mm. like, you know, when Thanksgiving came, was coming up and Christmas was coming up, it was like, oh, you know, like it was different and it was sad because like, oh, she, you know, she didn't make it. She's not here, blah, 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 blah. So um, I think this, that's why I ended up coming, you know, looking at looking at this because, you know, this year is like way better, but, you know, because it's been two years now. But, you know, I did have those those times where it's kind of like, oh, you know, there's like a little bit of sadness. And then also for this year, my son, you know, is in Air Force and now he got shipped, you know, overseas. So it's like, oh, you know, this is going to be the first Christmas that he doesn't get to come home, you know, since he, you know, went went in or whatever. 
And so there was some sadness there. So I was like, you know what? Let me, you know, let me look up something about, you know, it could be other people that's dealing with this. It may, it may even spill over to the new year. And I found found this article. But um, mm. how, what, you know, what what are your thoughts uh, on that? Well, you know, you're talking to somebody that uh, lives with, and I I try not to say struggle with or you know is a victim of. You know, I say you know lives with depression, anxiety, and things of that nature. So uh, it's it's usually all year round, but um, during the holidays, matter of fact, not even during the holidays, it is after in January with, with the whole um, just it's over now. Mm. There's nothing to keep you distracted, you know, um, because the shopping, the cooking, the all of that stuff is going on. So it's more about yeah. you get lost in the hustle and bustle of of it. And when you have a deep rooted already anxiety and depression, this is a way to mask it. Mm. Once it's over, now you're sitting in your real stuff. Mm. And wait a minute. Everything's all of that is gone now, and now I have to live with myself. You know, <laughs> and I, I don't like to say it like that, but you know. No, that's good. Now, you know, uh, you're you're like left sitting in a mirror. You know, so it, it's a real thing. It's huge, um, and I don't think enough people talk about it. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, like, what? I'm gonna do kind of two part question. So, what did that look like when you were not handling it well? Oh, well, uh, I guess the uh, and kind of like what they said that is a maybe a cause, but it actually is a symptom as well. So, not going anywhere. You know, they, they're they saying that it was a, um, you know, because of lack of now you're depressed. But really, mm-hmm. now that you're depressed, you don't go anywhere. You know, you don't want to go anywhere. Everybody is gone back to their realities, you know. So there's family, friends and stuff that have come into town, you know. Um, so you're just like in this, this fetal position, like, mm. you know, and, and that goes back on to what, one of the topics that you wanted to touch on as far as reflection. So, you know, so a lot of times it's not a positive reflection that, you know, Mm. um, we don't have to beat ourselves up when we reflect, you know, so, so a lot of times we're, we're reflecting on, well, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. It's just a really, really negative because that's what, that's what we're focused on, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't have matching pajamas with a boyfriend because I'm single. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. You know what I mean? I'm thinking about everything. Or pajama party. Yeah, like you know, it's just there were <laughs> so be, many. Just things. to be clear, <laughs> Christian, Christian. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, but you know, I'm I'm well serious. Back when I was, uh, you know, I mean, it's the fact that I'm not married. Let's talk real. Mm. You know, I'm I'm single. So here's this these people on 
Facebook and stuff, you know, and to be honest, as a Christian, you know, you look at people living life as if it doesn't matter. So mm. it's just kind of like, even that's kind of sad, you know, because you're like, man, when I was, uh, you know, you just kind of, you're just weighing everything. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. Like, well, when I was out in the world, like, I was having more fun. <laughs> it seemed like, like that. that. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you were. <laughs> For a little while, and then do you realize, like, oh wait, wait, hell, right. uh, separation from God, uh, mm. like, I can't. <laughs> it is, you know, like with the stuff that, like, really, like, I mean, cause I, yeah, I had, I had fun in college when I was doing stuff I didn't handle business do it, but then I also had those times, like you said, when you have to deal with yourself. So, like, when you're not kicking it with your friends, or you're not with whoever that you're not supposed to be doing what you're doing with and then you're like, Man, wait a minute. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have that peace. Yeah. You know, or yeah. some or something happened. You ever like have something happening and like you get scared, like you you think you're about to get in an accident or something and then you have that moment where you're like, Oh sh- crap, if I die right now, uh <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. I'm, I'm not silly. Look, you be itching. <laughs> oh, when you get when you get scared, you start itching. Oh yeah, like my armpits itch. <laughs> like that's an anxiety symptom for you, my armpits. Dang. Uh, yeah. So there's that. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Yeah. I know. I know a young lady that that she's like she she does itch like she'll start scratching like if she gets surprised. Uh, yeah. whatever, because she has, like, sensitivity things and stuff, and then, like, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, yeah, like, if I get thrown off or, like, get somebody startles me, like, I'll start itching. This is, like, scratch her arm. I'm like, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but, yeah, okay, so when, okay, so when you have that going on and you're not dealing with it well, then it's, like, you just kind of withdraw, basically. You withdraw, you, uh, Overanalyze you. Mm. You're negative. You become negative t- towards yourself, not necessarily towards anybody else. But every nothing has a silver lining mm. at that point. Mm. Like everything is just terrible. Now, when you were like that, or when when you are in a state like that, are other people able to tell by by? Or like by you enter, like when you go to work, or you know you're around your your family or whatever, can they tell that you're in that mindset? Or are you able to, like, mask it? You all good, good, good when you're talking to them. That's the best thing about uh, high-functioning depression or anxiety <laughs> is, you know, you can hide things. So, wow. a lot of times, I mean, have you ever looked? I've looked at some of these. I don't know if that's morbid. I can't see your face either, by the way. Um Yeah, take the sharing screen off, I think. Oh, yes, that's why. I thought you were trying to not be depressed, but okay, here you go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, uh, yeah, I love Kurt. So, I'm Kurt. You stop <laughs> me. I think you're absolutely beautiful. Lord have mercy. Yes. But, uh, you know, we... You know, we're high-functioning a lot of times, so we people don't even realize that we're like that until until 
there's this this great offense that mm. they've done or, or something, and now you're on blow-up mode. What's wrong with her? You know? Oh, interesting. You know, so, yeah, you blow up or you break down crying or to where you just can't hold it anymore. Gotcha. And so wow. that's what mine look like. You know, other people may be different. Um, again, like I was saying that uh, I looked at a couple of different suicide stuff. Um, there were a lot of people that may commit suicide and they, people never saw it coming. Mm. And I've heard, I've heard that before. Like, I didn't know, like, I didn't, they seemed like They're they were saying, fine. Yeah. Now you and guys were reading that. Uh, one thing, one, um, actually, and you still don't know necessarily, but one thing that happened is they get like really happy right before because they're right. looking forward to it. They're planning it and they're like, Oh, you know, and it's like, and you would think, okay, if somebody's really in a good mood, like, it's good. They're doing well. And it's like, maybe not. I did that. I had a uh, a coworker. Um, I worked for him, with him for about three years. And within my first two weeks of meeting him, I looked at him and I said, you're suicidal. Wow. He was very sweet. Very sweet guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was just really sweet. But, like, working with him for two or three years, within the two or three weeks that I worked with him, I first met him, I said, you're suicidal. And I left it at that. But I what always say he just looked at me like, what? You know, like, why would you say that? You know? So, anyway, later on throughout the years, you know, there were things that happened, things, you know, just little stuff like that. And, uh, he was just, bless his heart, he was just this young kid. He ended up getting his own place. He ended up finally getting somewhere. You know, it seemed like he was getting somewhere. But I do remember telling my boss, don't let him off too many days in a row. Because mm. they were cutting hours and stuff. He had just got this place. And you know how it is when you just mm. get a place and now all of a sudden the work want to cut hours and stuff. And That's so true. now you're like, how am I going to get the, the money and stuff? Right. He's not the type of kid to need that stress on him. Mm -hmm. So I told my boss, I said, you got him off. I haven't seen him in a couple of days. She was like, well, yeah, we're cutting hours. I said, he doesn't need to be off days in a row. I said, if anything, every other day, but not, you know, days in a row. And so he talked to me about his money situation and stuff, and he was saying, you know, hey, yeah, it's just going, you know. But one day he came in, and he he had shopping bags. Uh, he had just went. Now, this guy, he never went anywhere. Mm. He, he had shopping bags. He came in. He got this huge place to eat because we were in a restaurant. So he got this huge place to eat. We were all walking, talking around him, and we were looking. I was like, I was like, what are you doing? You know, what, what are you doing? Are you having a good day? He was like, I'm having a great day. You know, I'm about to go to the movies, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. You know, and I was like, okay, I see you. You know, and yeah. uh, next day I came to work, and my boss pulled me to the side. She said, hey, I need you to come with me. And I already knew what it was. For some oh reason, hit me, and I said, this is him. Mm. He was just, you know, it's just terrible. Wow. 
but everybody, we were all so broken by it. You know, it was like we thought he were he was doing better, right? But that was just his way out, you know. And um, so yeah, we can we can have depression around us and not even know it. Man, so it was like that was like his like last hurrah. Like it was like yeah, I'm gonna party. Like cause I guess he was looking forward to not having to worry about stuff anymore or whatever. Um, and that's interesting because, like you said, he never went anywhere. So, like, before that, he didn't see a reason to or he couldn't be motivated, you know, to go out and have a good time and stuff. But then when he was like, oh, you know, every, you know, I, I, I got a solution, then, mm. you know, he was able to do that. And what when you were talking about that, it made me think about the series that um, – our minister is doing right now on uh, hope. Mm. And he was talking about, I never really thought about it like that, but he was saying like, you know, just general hope is, you know, you kind of, you're, you're wanting or, you know, you're, I'm trying to think of another word that's hopeful, but you're hoping, you know, you kind of have like, you're wishing that, you know, this positive outcome, you know, happens, uh, but you don't know if it is or not. Um, and then he was saying, like, with hope in Christ as a Christian, mm-hmm. you are looking forward and expecting God to fulfill promises that he's already made, to do things that he's already told you that he's going to do, which biblically, you know, is going to be, you know, he said, you know, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about, you know, what you're going to wear. Uh, you know, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, I'm always going to be with you. I'm going to guide you. And, you know, you've got eternal life. You know, those are those are the things that he has, without a doubt, has promised. And it's like, okay, you you know, okay, the world is messed up right now, but you know, I know God is with me. I know He's still watching out. He's not going to allow anything that's not part of you know His plan, or you know, He's not going to let me get into something that He can't take care of. And even though I see all these people getting away with stuff now, <laughs> He is going to, you know, He is going to make it right one day. Jesus is coming back. He's going to take all the people that stay faithful, you know, that, that believe in him. And we're, we're going to have a hallelujah good time in eternity. Yeah. No matter how long we live here, if we live 100 years, we're going to be in eternity with him. And it's going to be like perfect and no more pain and no more tears and no more sickness. Nobody's going to die relief. anymore. He, yeah. He's coming back to give us relief. Yes. That's yes. Relief. Exactly. It's relief. Hey, ladies, are you a phenomenal woman already doing wonderful things, but looking to be intentional on leveling up when it comes to becoming a wife, a.k.a. that good thing? Well, check out that good thing exclusive community with coach Kimberly Cleveland. She is the good thing guru. Let me tell you, I went through this mentorship last year and it literally was life changing for me. So there are weekly reflection questions that are emailed out on printable worksheets weekly group check-ins via Zoom every Sunday evening. You get to converse and discuss the topics and everything and your experiences with the other women that are going through the coaching with you in a private community. There's also monthly training by relationship experts one Sunday each month. And if you mention 99 Ways to Win, you will get a free 30-minute one-on-one session with Kim Cleveland. So you want to make sure you act today because the next cohort starts on January the 14th. Email thewifeuniversity at gmail.com. That's thewifeuniversity 
at gmail.com. Mention 99 Ways to Win so you can get that free 30-minute session. And you will thank me later. Yes, so like hope in that. Hearing you say that, it was made me think, it was like, okay, so that's that should be why we as Christians can keep going. Not that we don't get sad. Not that we don't even get depressed. But at some point, we still like, like okay, it's going to be okay. Because I know God is going to do And I know he's doing this. You know what I mean? It was like, wow. It, I don't well, know. It just really kind of connected when you were talking about that. We have to have the right mindset, though. Mm. Okay? So we're not having, okay, so a lot of years I've been lukewarm, okay? Mm. Lukewarm, just barely escaped, like, oh, okay, you know, we could, you know. But when I went through one of my worst moments in life, you know, I hear people all the time, he know he ain't going to put more on you. You know, all the little cliches, and I call them cliches because the mindset is wrong. Mm. You know, okay. like, talk to me. You know, so, so I'm thinking while, when I was going through my worst time, right, and, and, and you, you're, you know what that is, but, you know, it's oh, yeah. like that's one that's of the worst. Running from the one that, episode. Go back and listen to it, y'all, if you ain't listened to it. <laughs> yes. Uh, the straw that broke the camel's back, you know what I mean, where it was like, wait a minute, this is not what God told me that life is. This ain't it. Like, something's wrong here. Uh, so now I got to get in the Bible because I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, where's this peace? Where's this love? Because I thought, what I thought was that when you get in church and you do the right thing, mm-hmm. everything that you want or, <laughs> things that, you know, I, I was listening to a few pros, prosperity, prosperity you know, things that make it all better. Everything's going to be wonderful. Yeah, just give him more money and then we straight. You know, I mean, like everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, real talk. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I was with a few of those because yep. I was you know what, you're right. God will do it, you know, but, mm-hmm. and God wants to do things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What things is he doing? <clears throat> Excuse me. So when you don't have the right mindset that God not necessarily doing things for us per se, mm. everything he does is for his glory. Mm. That's it. That's all. Now he can <laughs> use you. He gonna use you for his glory. That's nothing. So whether it means that, man, I'm going through this and I'm going through this. Like if you just look over your life, look at look at everything that you've been through, and you pinpoint when it was the worst. And when you kind of look back and smiled at it and said, okay, that happened, but where am I right now? Are you giving God the glory? And if you are, it worked. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? Like, it worked. So we got to stop thinking that 
I'm going to pray for a new car, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to get it. You know, I mean, it's not like that. It's, it's deeper than that. It's way deeper than that. Now, if that new car is going to get you to take about six different people to church every Sunday, you might get the new car because that's mm-hmm. the plan, right? But it's just everything has to be done, again, you know, in Proverbs. Most of the things that they're talking about in there is just how to live life, how mm-hmm. to put the first mm-hmm. in all your plans. Okay, that was the the goals. If you put the Lord first, what happens? He will straighten your path. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe it's in Proverbs. I can't remember exactly what verse it is, but you know, He will straighten your path. So the key is putting him first, not your stuff, not your selfishness, not your this and that and this and that. It's put the Lord first. Everything falls into place. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we just empty ourselves. And, you know, and I will, that's beautiful, everything that you said. Uh, I mean, and I will say, that you know sometimes you i mean he and he does give us things that we want and you know you may pray for the car and even if you're not planning on taking <laughs> <laughs> although i will say one of the things i wanted to make sure when i got you know when i switched from my mustang my two-door little mustang mm-hmm. i was like yeah i do want a a bigger car, not just for my family, but I was like, also, because, like, okay, Lord, help me to use this to, you know, help people give them a ride, That's give them a ride home, whatever. But, you know, he'll give you things, too, that are just, you just want them for you, but like you said, when, you're fo- when your focus is on the Lord, you're right. not going to idolize that thing or hold on to it too tight or be like, you know, what is this mine? You know, you, you know, I'm not, I don't, you know, I'm not going to use it for anybody else. I'm not going to share. Or I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and when you were talking, it made me think about that, um, the scripture that people quote all the time, Romans 8 and 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of yeah. those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, New International Version says works for the good of those who love him. In uh, King James, let me go back. Do you know your alphabet, Michelle? You mm-hmm. going the right way. King James just says, King James says, just work together for good to them that love God. But, you know, we read that and we hear it and we think, okay, you know, this is going to work out for my good. You know, something better is going to come or whatever. Um, That's hope, Michelle. Financially. And sometimes it does. What would you say? That's hope. Yeah. But what, um, touching on, like, uh, going with what you're saying, what we need to remember spiritually is Mm -hmm. like, okay, everything's going to work for our good. That doesn't necessarily mean it is going to feel good. Yeah, or look good, because the ultimate good is to be more like Christ. Yes, and so when we look at Christ, an example that He said is like, okay, He suffered. He, you know, He fell back. You know, He didn't worry about. You know, he, this is the Creator of the universe, and He come back and like people, 
you know, people sleeping on them. People thinking they're like they're dissing them. You yeah. Know, like, oh, who is this? You know, it goes back to Nazareth and, you know, announces, you know, the scripture is fulfilled in your ears, you know, basically telling them he's the Messiah. And they're like, what? Well, who do you think you are? Yeah, I, we know your mama Mary. We know your daddy jo- Joseph. What are you? What are you talking about? What are you? What, mm. Who do you think you are? Mm. As like they and he took that because he knew. Okay, it's, you know, it's not time for me to set them straight like that. I can't. You know, like you said, I could call down angels when they went to arrest them. You know, he's like, I could call down angels. Put your sword up. You know, I I got to go through this. So for us to be like him, we're gonna have to go through some things, some inconveniences. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, being done wrong and handle it the right way, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And if we don't handle it the right way, then we learn from it, you know, ask forgiveness and it's like, okay, Lord, you know, I, I didn't do that quite right. Let me help me to do better. But I guess that's my point is, you know, and, you know, I don't always think about it like that, but hearing you talk about it just reminded me, like, when we think about everything is going to work for our good, that means having a Christ-like character. Yes, 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 absolutely. So learning that's, that's, humility and long-suffering, that's, that's, that is for our good. Yes, yes. Yeah, it doesn't feel good when we get taught that lesson, but then, like, as you learn it, as you learn it, though, it's like, okay, all right. You know, and you do have more peace because you become closer to God. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, the next time when it, it doesn't bother you as much when they say this or do this or you don't get that because you're like, okay, you know, it's, it's all good because I'm not hung up on this stuff down here, you know? So, no, that was, that was, that was good. I'm so glad you brought that out. Um, I do want to, okay, I do want to go back with uh, your, your coworker. I wanted to know, did you feel, did you deal with, or uh, did any of your coworkers talk about dealing with, like, guilt that you didn't see it coming, that you didn't know, that you couldn't stop it, him from doing it? Uh, I think uh, there's different, there's mixed emotions in mm. uh, with everybody at the time. Some people that would go out drinking with him, feel guilt. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they weren't that friend. So they felt like, oh, why didn't I see it? Because I I actually hang out with him. Why didn't I see this? Oh, why didn't he open up to me? Did he not trust me enough? Was I not a good enough friend? Or was I just a fun buddy? Mm. You know, it made them reflect on what type of friend they were to him, you know. Wow. With me, it was, um, even my boss probably felt guilty. Fallon told me not to put him off two days in a row, and that was his second day off that he did it. Mm. Second day. So, you know, and it was just like, me, I felt immense sadness Mm. for anybody that feels like that's the only way to be. There has to be something else at that point. You know what I mean? Like they, they're so far down to where this can't be it. And I, and, and the reason why I feel that way is because I felt that way. Yeah. There's got to be a way out of here, you know? And so I felt sadness 
But I also felt I knew he was going to do that. Mm. Because I told him three years ago he was going to do it. You know, I and now I, I asked. I'm sorry, I, I, okay, I'm interrupting you because I don't no, know somebody listening. They may they think like, okay, well, you told him, you told him he's suicidal. You planted the seed. Why you say that? Like, well, what what would you say to that? Like, why did you why did you say it? And to let why, him why did you why did you say that to him? Because I wanted him to feel that he wasn't alone. Mm. Uh, it was more of I see you and I understand how you feel mm. uh, because sometimes we 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 walk past people all the time you know and, and people think that they're not being looked at or whatever but I see mm. you so much that I see that in you mm. you know what I mean it was like one of those things where I just need yeah. to tell him watch yourself, you know, I mean, like, it was just, so, like, did you say other stuff, or did you just, like, oh, you suicidal, and then you know, just walk, <laughs> like, did y'all talk about it, or did you share, like, that you struggled with depression? We, we, it opened the door for him to talk about depression later on. Okay. So he was did. more okay. in passing, I was young, too, though. Yeah. I was 20-some years old, too, so I didn't understand what I was necessarily saying. A lot of times, and again, why you love me so much is I just speak. <laughs> like when you say, what's up, Pippin? <laughs> so, you know, I just speak it out, and whatever yeah. happens after that happens, you know. So yeah. it was more like I was looking at him, and I was just like, you're suicidal. Yeah. And he knew, and, and, and to be clear, I like I said, I did want to address it because I know somebody might think that, you know, depending on where their head is, or like you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. But – you know, even though some, when you retell it or whatever, it may not, it may sound a certain way, but like when you and him were interacting, oh, like yeah. he knew where you was coming from. Like he knew you wouldn't like, you know, he eventually at figured day, it. it's somebody's, at the end of the day, it's like still it's somebody's choice. Like yeah. no matter it what is. you do, even if you say all the quote unquote right things and you're there for them and they knew you know you would listen, like they still make their decision, you know, they still make their decision. Yeah, he he was, uh, I mean, over the years, we had a couple different conversations, you know, yeah. and we talked about depression, and and the crazy thing is he never mentioned suicide. Now, did he go to counseling? Did he take any medication? He just tried to deal with it on his own? He tried to deal with it on his own. Hmm. He tried to deal with it on his own every once in a while. Again, like I was saying about the blow-up. Mm-hmm. He'd have the blow-ups, and then, you know, we talk to you then after you, yeah. you know. But, yeah. you know, it was just like if something was really wrong with him, you can tell. Yeah. And so now you're going to him like, hey, you okay? You right. know, but it's too late by then. Hmm. It's too late. This person has already sat and wallowed in everything. Hmm. And so now they're just acting it out. Hmm. So now he didn't even process half the stuff he was going through. He just it just kept beating him up, you know. And but he just never he never mentioned suicide to me. Wow. Uh, wow. Never. Like he never mentioned it. The the only time we talked about that was when I told him, and yeah. then he it alone. He never said anything about it. He said he was sad sometimes and things like that. Yeah. He was lonely. 
Um, and we talk about that, but other than that, wow. he never mentioned suicide. And and he those never said, gotta like, out. he never said like, man, you know, I just feel like is why why am I even here, or is it'd be easier if I wasn't here, or he just he never said more, anything to tip you off that like he was thinking about that. I knew he was thinking about it. Yeah, I knew you. Yeah, but he never like said anything. He never said it. He never said it. If wow. anything say it on the other end like you know people just don't I don't know why I don't have anybody hmm. he wouldn't you know what I mean he wouldn't say if he that's about the things he was frustrated here. about right you know and so we talk about that but uh and I'm pretty sure he talked to other people too right. you know at work but a lot of we were young at the time we were like in our 20s and we were in a restaurant so what's the thing you do when you're sad Let's go drink. Mm. So now, even though I was young. The funny thing is, alcohol is a depressant. And people do that on a regular basis. Absolutely. But we learned that in school. It's a depressant. Yes, absolutely. And see, that's the thing. Uh, he, I just happened to have kids at the time during that age. So I couldn't go out. Go out do as much as everybody else. I probably would have with him, mm-hmm. you know, and with everybody else, it, the whole crew, you know, we, and every once in a while I did go with them, but for the most tar- part, everybody was just kids, kids. Man. So it's just, so you think about why do people get New Year's depression, like what you said, you know, um, the New Year's blues, is it the blue, what is it called? Uh, uh, the January blues. January yeah, blues. They call it the January blues. Yeah. You know, I was I was thinking about why do people get depressed? You know, what what's going on in the brain? So besides the hustle and bustle, that's a really good one. The uh, but a lot of times people get with uh, death, like you said with your mom. These are a year first, but you know people say the year first. But they don't realize this is every year. Yeah, it just looks a little different. Every like you know, obviously the year she passed was the roughest, um, and then you know the following year it was a little bit better. And here we are, you know, with it being, and it's crazy. Like in a way, it seems like a long time ago, but it is like it was 2021 and it's just 2023. So it's only been two years since it happened. So this is my third holiday season, but like, it's like, you know, I didn't get like depressed, but I had to realize, and it's crazy. You And I remember before we started recording, you were talking about, you know, being aware of how you're feeling and then asking yourself why you're feeling that way and being gentle with yourself, which is something that the Lord blessed me to realize that I needed to do with myself a few months ago. It's like, you know, be, be, it just came to me like, be, Michelle, be kind to yourself. Without yeah. cheesy, gay, you know, whatever, like, oh, be kind to yourself. But for real, I needed, I needed to, cause, because when you, because you can like be like, you can be aware of what's going on, but then say, well, you, you know, you need to snap out, or you shouldn't feel that way, or why are you? And that's not being kind. That's not being patient, and it's not helpful. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being aware of it, like, okay, I'm feeling kind of down but it doesn't really seem like there's a reason why you know and it's like okay well i just you know i feel that way okay that's okay all right let me redirect my mind or let me pray or let me put on a song or let me you know whatever but but also knowing when you need to just let yourself feel that for a little while 
because we can rush, you know, you, you can, you know, you don't want to be steeped in it and just sit and wallow in depression or wallow in anger or unforgiveness or loneliness. You don't want to wallow in it. But we do need to allow ourselves to feel the emotion and process it and think through it. Um, <laughs> um, okay, what came to mind just now was uh, the hospital the hospital where my mom had her surgery to remove her tumor in 2015, you know, it was in the uh, downtown uh, Fort Worth area. And I realized a while back that like when I would drive by it or something, like I felt like a little <laughs> weird, um, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not near there that, that often. But um, this particular day, I think it was a Saturday or something. I had dropped Karen off to go to some college ministry thing, some kind of outing. And <laughs> this is funny. This this. This is me. This is the life of Michelle. So I was trying to pay for parking because we went to this restaurant to eat before she went out, went there or whatever. And so, like, you know, it was this digital thing, whatever, and I'm trying to pay for this parking spot where we're going to be eating. And it was a similarly named thing on the app, a similarly named location that wasn't that garage, and I paid for it. And then I realized, oh, this is not where we are, but I already paid for it. So after I dropped her off, I said, well, I guess I'll go over there and park and see if I can walk around or something because I already paid for this spot. So I drive over there and find find the thing. It's like, oh, I know this neighborhood. And so I parked, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get out and walk around. I got, you know, got some free time. It's nice outside. You parking spot. Yeah. I was like, I didn't already pay for it. And so as I was walking, I ended up going over there by the hospital. And I remember feeling like just kind of like a little bit of unease or whatever. And so I was like, okay, let me let me deal with this. And so, I, you know, I walk over there and they had like a little, um, kind of like a mini miniature courtyard. There's a fountain. There was like a, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of benches or whatever. And so I just kind of walked. And at first I just was over there and just noticing how I felt. And then I thought about it. I was like, okay. This is it's like this is where it all started, you know, because after she had the, you know, got the surgery yeah. and she was in ICU for a while, and then like she never was the same after she yeah. came out, you know, her mobility went down, and it's like I just started kind of thinking about how different things unfolded, different things that happened, and it was like, oh man, like 2015, and now we're in 20, you know, she passed in 2021. That's only six years. It's like we went through a lot of stuff in six years, and I had really not thought about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in that sense of, like, in six years' time, you know, you saw your mom, like, you know, go down, and then you did with the kids, and then, like, then it got to the point where it seemed like every other year some, like, major health event was happening, and you're trying to deal with all of this stuff. And it's like, man, that's a lot to deal with. But at the time, you know, you deal with it. You know, not that yeah. I wasn't talking about it or reflecting yeah. and praying, but, like, to, in retrospect, when you have time, like, the space, it is like, oh, Bro, that was that was a lot, and it's like okay, I re and I realized okay, yeah, now I feel that way when I come by here because this is like that's where that was like the, yeah, kind of where it started in a sense. Um, but yeah, just thinking about that, and then like I sat down and just kind of like process, you know, kind kind of some of the things and some of the stuff that I didn't have time to think about of like how it affected me because I had to focus on making sure I was taking care of the kids, taking care of her, working. You know what I mean? So just to really reflect, man, yeah, that was tough. You know what I mean? That was tough. And I don't know how long I spent over there, maybe 10 minutes to 15, I don't know. Uh, and then it was like, okay, 
like, cool, you know. But I I needed that, you know, as opposed to just be like, oh, yeah, uh, oh, I feel weird. Well, no, you shouldn't feel that way because, you know, everything, mm-hmm. I needed to do that. Yeah. You know, so we, we do we do need to a lot, let ourselves feel things, you know, and 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 allow that to happen, and and then move on, for sure. Well, that was your reflection. You know, exactly. again, that's that's your reflection. Um, how do we grow if we don't reflect? You know, uh, so you actually, I'm so proud of you for one. That uh-huh. is huge. Um, the fact that you even recognized there's something amiss here, not wrong, amiss. You know mm. what I mean? Like there's I like that. Thank you here. You know, what's going on? So let me go touch. Let me go feel. Let me go see what this is. And you sit there and you, and, and you realize as you're reflecting, you realize you were living those six years probably on autopilot. I was in survival mode, girl. Yeah. I was, yeah. So, yeah. So how do you figure, how do you fix that mistake? Because we don't want to go through that again. Because what did autopilot really do for you? Like, it got you through it, Mm -hmm. but now you're feeling uneasy (laughs) going past buildings. Yeah. And I think... Well, there were some things that I could have done to take better care of myself, I do believe. Mm. Uh, and I started to do those things like the probably the last couple of years, uh, you know, of our life of when this thing started declining. But at the same time, I think, I, th- I mean, I think I did okay. I Actually, I do think I did okay. And to a certain extent, like the way that I, the way that I went through it, like, Probably a lot of it could not really have been avoided in in some ways because it's just like you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, but I now I because I when I will say, you know, I just I just thank God for my family, my sisters and brothers, uh, my friends, uh, my church family. But like I had a I had a group of friends that I had a text group that was specifically like it was a couple of my siblings. And uh, several of my friends that, like, when I had a prayer request about her or I just kind of needed to vent a little bit, I would text in that group. And they'd be like, okay, you know, they'd be like, okay, you know, it's okay, you know, keep your head up, praying for you, whatever. Like, yep, mom tripping today, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, she, you know, she fell. I got to take her to the emergency room. Please play, please pray for me. Um, You know, and I would talk to, um, you know, people at church and, like, the, the minister's wife, I would talk to her sometimes about stuff, and she would encourage me, you know, because she's further along, they're older, so she was like, okay, you know, kind of get advice and stuff. But I think to some extent, you know, it is what it is, and it's normal. Um, and it's just like, you know, she, she has passed on now. My kids are older now, so, like, I have more bandwidth to even think about some of these things. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have a bandwidth before to think about it in the way uh, that I do now. So, you know, we have seasons. We got seasons, you know? Yeah, we do. And, you know, reflection is important, you know, and I'm just saying this, like, 
for yourself, in yourself, you know, with your own body, but um, you reflect on other people too. And, you know, I know we're not supposed to be focused on other people, but sometimes things that other people go through are are things that you can reflect on to oh, better yeah. your life, you know? So, oh, yeah, absolutely. You can learn from other people's experiences. No doubt we're supposed to. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, I will get behind that, you know, uh, just for one, like you talking about your mother, you know, um, and then, you know, recently we just had my uncle pass, you know, and he was like yeah. this huge part of our family, like a really big part of our family. So um, uh, I watched my my cousin with the grief. It's heavy. Um, mm. And I'm actually reflecting on them right now, you know, uh, I just now I'm I run to my mom's house all the time. <laughs> you know, uh I talk to her every day, you know. Mm. Uh all the pictures and stuff that they have of their father, you know, that's big to me cuz it's like, man, y'all got pictures cuz I you know, my my father is not here so or he's he's alive, but he's not around. So mm-hmm. watching them post pictures of their father and things like that, and it's like, man, do I have that many pictures of my mom? You know, uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, right. stuff like that. And it's like, ah, you know, it brings yeah. it closer. It makes you realize, just, oh, okay, I want to adjust a little bit because I let me big time be intentional about doing some things differently so that I I I build that bond. I have this. This history, I have these, you know, pictures to look back at. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. good. So yeah, that's they're good. they're they're going through. Uh, a lot of people are, and so yeah, it definitely will help you adjust what you need to tweak in your own life. You know, mm. so uh, I tell people all the time. You know, there I see so many people that have lost their mothers and their fathers. You know, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we're at that age stuff. where that, you know, that's happening once you get in your 40s or so. Right. These, Yeah, and, and it's, it's sad and it's scary and it's like all I can tell them is, you know, I just really, I don't look forward to this day. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't want that, you know. Um, but even that, you know, I've reflected on uh, my mother and our relationship with the Lord together. Mm. So I talk more to her about the Lord because I do believe that there is some comfort in knowing that she went with the Lord. You know what I mean? So I try to, yeah, so uh, I definitely try to, just reflection is big. Yeah. Reflection is big. You, You won't get to the next level until, you know, so you have to be honest with yourself too. (laughs) you do you do so do you need something that's going to be uplifting an easy read but worth your time check out joyfully courageous this is a devotional that i was a part of that has reflection questions 
stories of multiple women from across the country, all different walks of life and different experiences. Go to 99waystowin.com so you can order an autographed copy from me, Joyfully Courageous. Hey everybody, I want to invite you to my Divine Discussions prayer call that happens every third Saturday at 7.45 a.m. Central Standard Time. This is an informal, personal call where we have a brief biblical message, we have a discussion, and then we actually pray for each other. All you have to do is dial 351-999-3267. That's 351-999-3267. Hope to see you there. Before we wrap this up, I'm going to touch on these tips that they have in this article. Again, this is from psychcentral.com. Um, let me see. So it says, how to cope with the January blues. Uh, one, keep track of your social calendar. Um, now, you know, you got to do what works for you. One of the, now, and this is talking about like holiday event fatigue. <laughs> mm. So it's like if you're an introvert or, you know, you know, like you can get overwhelmed and stuff like that. And me, I, I guess I'm mostly an introvert, but I'm an extrovert. I'm a people-loving introvert. <laughs> so, like, I love, I, I do love, love to socialize and stuff like that, but I also like to have my quiet time, and then I have to pay attention to when I've had enough because, like, I want to go do everything, and then, like, yeah. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. And so um, whichever side of the fence you fall on, so, like, if you – know that it's going to wear you out is talking about how like okay don't say yes to every event you know you don't need to go to everything but then you were talking about how um you know once everything dies down you know then you can get sad and so if you know you need that interaction you need you know you need like a certain amount of whatever then it's like okay it talks about like planning ahead so like okay hey let me make sure you know I make a friend date or I go out somewhere you know to a public place eat whatever you know walk in the park plan those outings so you can be around people and you're not just sitting at home you know what I mean and you know yeah it is colder in January so you may not you know want to go to the park I'm I'm I don't like the cold myself (laughs) but you maybe you can go to the mall and walk around or you know you can do whatever you know figure something out where you can be around some people or go, you know, hang out at one of your relatives' house or your friend's house or something like that. Uh, so you're getting that social interaction. Um, getting sunlight. Man. To me, this is so big because I know I'm I'm hyper and I got energy and everything, like in the summertime and when the days are long. I love that. And then, like, when I get off of work, I can go walk because, like, it's still, you know, in Texas. North Texas is, like, at seven thirty, eight o'clock, there's still it's still light outside, as as we say. Yeah. Um, yeah, during the during the summer, yeah, until until the uh, until yeah, maybe yeah. a few weeks before the time changes, yeah, like you know, because yeah. we're closer to the west uh, coast or whatever. Cause, and I and yeah, I know you're in Arkansas, so it's funny you reminded me of like before my mom moved to Texas with us, I would be on the phone with her, and I remember one time I was talking to her. And it was probably around seven, and uh, she was like, "Oh, well, what the kids do?" You know, they were little then, because we're talking about like probably two thousand nine or something when I was talking to her on the phone. And you know, her health was better back then. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, they're, they're outside playing." She said, "They outside at this time of night? Is it in the dark?" I said, "No, I said, no, there's still daylight out, out over here." And she was like, "Oh, okay." 
<laughs> she was like, oh, well, in Memphis, <laughs> it's dark right. already. She was like, well, in Texas, it's not yet. But uh, but anyway, but yeah, sunlight is a big thing for me. It really is. Uh, Solar baby. Uh, yeah, def- definitely make, brightens my mood. And then, like, you know, in sunlight, which people don't think about, like, it helps you create vitamin D in your body, which affects your health and your immune system. It affects your mood. So I do have to be more intentional about that. I need to do better now that the days are shorter, especially since I get off, like, kind of later because I, I start late. So I get off at, like, 6, and it's like, okay, it's already dark. So, like, and I work from home, so I don't have to leave at a house. Ooh. There's a blessing and a curse. So what I have to do is make sure that, okay, let me take a break, or when I go to lunch, let me go outside and get some fresh air. Let me go outside and get some sunlight, take a quick walk. Uh, uh, because they don't have they don't have that on here, but for me, like the physical activity it talks about lower physical activity can be a cause or a contributor to being depressed, and I definitely feel it. Like I may not be sad, but it's just like I don't have the same energy or excitement, or I feel like a little off if I haven't been going out walking. It's great. And so yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know if you've seen that movie Inside Out where they got the little yeah, yes oh that movie was so good Inside Out it's beautiful that's movie. a beautiful movie. movie we watched that when the kids were younger and it it's that is a very good movie like that actually it's is deep. like that's like it's that should deep. be like a required viewing list for anybody even if you don't have kids I watch agree. Inside Out but if you do have kids watch it with them because it really helps you like understand about like how different emotions interact and within you. And then, like, just the whole thing of, like, how, you know, the happiness thought, you know, wanted. And, and for those who don't know what we're talking about, it, uh, there's, like, they basically have a, a personification of these different major emotions, like happiness, sadness, anger. And then was there a fear? Disgust and a fear. Okay. And so they're inside this little girl, and, like, you know, you see them interacting and talking and, and doing things which is the reason behind, you know, you know how she's acting. And so happiness wants the girl to be happy all the time. All doesn't the time. Want, doesn't want her to pull up any of the sad memories. And you come to realize, you know, at the end it is like, okay, no, she needs those, you know, and, and, and it's like, hey, wait, like it can't just be all this one thing. And so going back to what we're talking about, reflection and all this other stuff and being my, mindful, as they say, you you do have to let yourself feel those different things. You know, but don't don't stay too long in, in one or the other. You know, don't be, if you know, you got to do what you need to do. Um, okay, the other tips. Taking a break from social media. Mercy. Social media can be a wonderful place of connection and community, but it can also promote unhealthy mindsets and cultures, specifically diet and exercise culture. Me personally, and I do realize that I'm blessed with a, a wonderful metabolism. Uh, thank you. Abraham Washington, my dad. Uh, so I've always been slim. Uh, so I, I personally don't necessarily have an issue with that. And I, I see plenty of women that look much more cuter than me, prettier than me. Their hair, their natural hair is be, is like better than mine. But you know, it, that's okay. But I'm still curved. That's okay. There's always going to be somebody that looks better. Don't look at me like that. I'm not saying I look bad. I'm just saying I see people that are like, oh man, wow. I was, and to be honest, some of that stuff is like, I'm not going to put in the work to look like that. What's so I'm okay that you look like that because I'm not going to sit there and do that makeup and I'm not going to do what it takes to have long natural hair that's not locked 
because it's a lot of work. So God bless you. But that being said, um, I did have to pull back from social media just because you you have to allow yourself your time your brain time to rest, your eyes time to rest and like just do other things because if you're just on there scrolling, reading this, reading that, you can just kinda get into this mindless thing of just constantly reading stuff and looking at stuff because I, I used to be on there for hours, especially when I first got into Facebook. Are you are you raising up the, the finger like when you get ready to go to church? You, when you yeah, to go to church. it's place food. I just get up and go, but uh, actually, no, I don't. I just sit there and torture myself because <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I'm all extra overthinking. But, uh, <laughs> But um, that is actually a symptom of anxiety. Mm. So I can get home at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and sit in my car for hours without moving. Whoa. Just on my phone. Not caring about what it is that I'm looking at, but it's the, the distraction. It's frozen. It's called, uh, I think it's called uh, freeze, like you're in freeze oh, mode. Uh, yeah. So when you're dealing with anxiety mm. and, and you get into a, a freeze mode, uh, something that can help, um, and I know it sounds crazy. I, it sounds crazy, but I have done it, and it works. Um, right. So... Let me explain this. When you're in that mode, when you're in scroll mode, yeah. there is the reason why you're still there, because like, it's like something telling you, you need to get off this phone. You need to right. Right. move. Okay. So now you're having a conflict in your brain, which creates more anxiety. <laughs> and so now you're like, I'm a failure <laughs> and I'm scrolling and I can't get off. It's terrible. It's awful. It's like an oxymoron in your head. Like everything wow. is going against. It's, it's just not, it's not happening. You know what I mean? So, so that's going on in your head and you're like, I really need to get off of here. I need to get out of here. I need to do this. I got to cook. I got to do this. Adding more stress, adding more anxiety, mm-hmm. all the things that you have to do. And so what I have done and, and it's actually some research on it. I can't remember exactly where it comes from. But what I do is if I can get it, because be kind to yourself. Again, sometimes even doing the things to get you away from the thing that you're trying to get away from is difficult to do. Yes, yes. So, so even that is hard to do. Like, it's, oh, it's so terrible. But I slam my phone down. I, like, mm. literally have to make myself put my phone down. I stand up immediately, and I just... <laughs> Shake yourself out of it. That makes sense, though. Shake that, it uh, um, What's the dude's name? Tony Robbins. Uh, I used to listen to him uh, back in the day when I was discovering all this motivational personal development stuff, and one of the top things he talks about is breaking the pattern, you know, breaking, breaking, you know, interrupting the thought or whatever. Yeah. And that's what, you, that's what you're doing is like, 
it's, it's got to be abrupt because you can't, you're not getting out of it naturally, gradually. Yeah. So it's like it's got to be abrupt, like, oh. You have and to do it's that. A reset. No, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes it sense. Is. And it works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes, but when I say it doesn't work, I'm saying that I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not that it didn't work. You, sometimes you do it and sometimes you don't. <laughs> yeah, you got to make yourself do it. Yeah, you have to make yourself do that. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Like, you're just going to be stuck there. And now, after you finally finish and you start doing what you're supposed to do, now you're in this anxiety of, I should have did this 20 so, minutes ago. Yeah, you know, an hour yeah. ago. And you got to uh, let that go. Yeah, you got to be like, okay. And, you know, um, <laughs> so an example of, example of that and how to, what do you call it reframing so I um, you know I was cleaning and I was I was cleaning something and it was like I'd been putting it off putting it off putting it off and then like I finally did it and then like it was like there was like the stain and it was like it was mostly gone but there was a little bit of it it was still there and then I was like see this is this is your Should fault because if you had done it when you were supposed to it wouldn't be this hard to get off. And then I said, okay, okay. I was like, okay, it was my, I should have done this sooner. Yeah. But I'm doing it now. And, you know, I'm taking care, I'm taking care of it now. And then I just might have to put in a little extra work to finish getting, you know, getting this cleaned up. I had to, because I was beating myself up. And it was like, okay, yeah. I do still need to, yes, I am accountable. I need to take responsibility, but I need to say this in a way that's kind. It's true, but it's kind. So it's like, okay. It was my responsibility. I waited too long, but, you know, I'm cleaning it now, and, you know, it just might take a little extra work to get it. It'll be okay. And I, and I could I could feel, I felt better because I, I could feel the difference between how I was feeling when I was like, this is your fault. You should have did it. I, and when I switched it, I felt it. Mercy. It's very yes. subtle. It's really yes. subtle. I'm like, I wasn't getting depressed or anything, but, like, it, I could feel the difference. And so, like, we we definitely we have to do those things. We 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 got to do those things. I mean, and if you you look at um, you know Jesus, and sometimes people you know people can go way one way and way the other way. They can be very legalistic and domineering and mean, or they can be oh everything's okay and I don't hold you accountable for ever anything. Too far and, for that, yeah. Either one of those is right, but like. The people like to talk about the uh, the woman that was caught in adultery, and you know he did. He said, okay, you know where you can, you know he they brought her and was like, hey, you know she was caught in the act of adultery. They didn't bring the man, but they brought the woman and said, oh, she was caught in the act of adultery, meaning they were actually getting it on, and they and they so they caught both of them, but they brought her to Jesus like, okay, well the law says you're supposed to stone her. And he was like, okay, well whichever one of you has not sinned, you go ahead and throw the first stone. They did have sense enough and conviction enough that they were like, oh, well, yeah, I know I didn't did something, so I'm not going to go, <laughs> you know, because it was Jesus. So they were like, oh, well, I'm not going to sit up here and lie in front of him and be like, I haven't sinned. I know I've sinned. Um, and then they walk away. And so Jesus tells the lady, you know, where are your condemners? And she's like, they're gone. And he's like, okay, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So he showed mercy by not having her stoned, but he also held her accountable and told her, okay, don't go do that again. And one of the, one of the, um, one of the lame people that he healed, 
I don't remember exactly which account it is, but one of the lame people he healed, he healed him. Then when he saw him again, he said, he said, uh, you know, don't no sin anymore, lest a, a worse thing come upon thee. So he said, like he healed him. He didn't require like, hey, you know, is you you is you finna get your life right? He just he just went and healed him when he healed him. But then when he went and talked to him again, he was like, hey, okay, don't don't sin anymore. Something worse gonna happen. So we are still supposed to hold ourselves accountable because God holds us accountable. What right? It's the way that we do it. You know, it's the way that we do it. Uh, let me see. We got a couple more things, and we gonna get ready to close this out. Uh, plan something to look forward to in January. Plan things in advance, like a social event, a night with friends, or a solo trip, like visiting your favorite bookstore or coffee shop. So, like, you know, get, be proactive. You know what you like to do? Yeah, plan it ahead of time. Um, and we kind of talked about this already. The other, the other tip is it's okay to experience low mood. Part of banishing the January blues may be accepting it's okay and natural to feel down this time of year, which actually reminds me of something that it says earlier in the article. Let me uh, scroll to that real quick. Okay, it says, uh, the modern world is less accepting of what was once acknowledged as a natural dip in energy levels during the winter months. Now, with electricity, heating, and air systems and our productivity-driven world, we don't really accept this as normal, healthy change, which creates feelings of shame and frustration around what could be viewed as a beneficial period of rest and reflection, uh, says this psychologist or whatever that they interviewed. But uh, I thought that was really interesting and something that we also need to pay attention to because, you know, we're in this Western culture and in America in particular was like, you know, go, 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 be on the grind, you know, yeah. put in the work, don't, don't stop, do this, do that. You got to be everywhere. You got to be doing everything. You got to be, and, and, and there's nobody's exempt. Even if you're like a stay at home mom and it's like, well, if you're staying at home, then you should also be homeschooling. Or if you're homeschooling, then you should also be doing this and you should be making these crap. Like every, like I remember I was listening to this podcast, um, uh, and uh, the lady was saying, I forgot the name of it. It's like Leap something. Leap. It's a really good podcast. I can't remember the name of it. The lady's name is Rachel Scott. But she said she was feeling guilty because she felt like she wasn't doing as much as the other moms, you know, mm -hmm. even when she was homeschooling. And it was like you can always compare yourself to somebody else and think you're supposed to be doing more and more and more. And it's like, no, we need to do what it is God gave us to mm -hmm. do and what he gave us the capacity to do. And in the season that we're in, because mm -hmm. the stuff that I'm doing now with an 18-year-old and a 19-year-old that is away in the Air Force is not what I could do when they were 7 and 8 mm -hmm. or when they were 12 and 13. Yeah. The season that you're in, because you're, you're, you know, you got a teenager and an elementary school, you know, when they're older, 10 years from now, you're going to be in a different season. You do different things. So we have to realize that, too. we got to realize what season we're in. That's, that's, that's a big one. I did want to circle back to what you said about the, um, the planning something. Mm. Um, I, I think a lot of people don't know what real introverts and real extroverts are. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, and people really only put that on the surface. Like they'll say, mm-hmm. oh, I'm an extrovert. I love people. I'm an introvert. I hate people. Yeah, and it's those two extremes, and it's like it's not that simple. It's, it's not that simple because I love people. Ditto. But to be able to recharge, I have to be by myself. Exactly. That's an introvert. To recharge. I can use my whole battery on people, and, and they'll never guess that, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go. And I don't know if you're like me, but, like, I, sometimes I don't realize that my battery is down because I'm enjoying being with them. And then it was like when I get over, like, oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> like my body, my arm is twitching, and I'm feeling tired. Like, oh, wait, I need to rest. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I just wanted to say when you plan something, um, again, all of this goes hand in hand. The anxiety of, even though it's something you want to do, I mean, there are things mm. that I would want to do uh, that I probably planned on going out to lunch with somebody that morning and or two days ago. And now that it's about time to go, I have anxiety. You wow. know, it's not that I don't want to go. It's the That's unknown good. or something like that. You know, I, it's just, it's, it's. Wow, a, That's good. I'm glad you said that. It doesn't yeah. mean that, like, it's, yeah, like there's something against that person or that event. Yeah. It's just, wow. We got to learn. We got to learn ourselves. And, and figure out the best way for us to go to it. You know, so plan something, right? They say plan something. So, you know, yeah. I may plan something. But guess what? If I don't go, then I'm not going. And That's okay. And it's okay. Right. If you realize, you know what, I don't I don't need to do. Oh, come on now. So basically you're saying, like, you plan this this outing, you're supposed to be meeting up with this friend, and the day comes and you realize, like, you just really, you don't, you don't need to go. Are you not feeling it? Are you tired or whatever it is? It's it's okay to say, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to meet up in a couple of hours, but I'm not, I'm not going to be able to make it. That happened to me three months ago. Mm. My- friend text me and um and I call her a friend. And the reason why I call her a friend is because we've known each other since we were probably in the third grade. Dang. But we barely talk. But we every talk, time y'all talk, you just pick right up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we probably talk twice a year. That's a friend to me because we both got stuff going on. You know? Right. But right. She me and she was like, hey, you want to go to Dave and Buster's with me? They're having adult game night. So I was like, oh, cool. Right. So I was like, that sounds awesome. Yes, I'm into that. You know, I'm into yeah. fun. So I'm, I'm getting ready. And as I get ready, there's a feeling that comes over me. I immediately start having a panic attack. Whoa. Uncontrollable. And now I'm thinking, because before that, I had told her, yes, I'm ready. Go ahead and come. She was going to come get me. And she lives far. But she mm. wanted to come get me, go past the, the Dave and Busters. To come come get, get me. So we can ride together. You know? Aww. And she was on her way. So now I'm having a panic attack. My face, bloodshot red, crying. Wow. Everything. I'm like, oh, my God. And now she's going to be mad. Uh-huh. Out. 
It's okay. Take your time. He, he pulled up. And I was freaking out in my house. And she pulled up. And she called me to say, hey, girl, you ready? And I said, she can hear it. Yeah. And I said, yeah. In the middle of a panic attack. You said, yeah, I'm ready. I come outside. She looks at me and she says, I'm not mad. You can stay home. Thank you, Jesus. She said, I understand. I'm not mad. I love you. And she could see it all over my face. That's a friend. And so be kind to people. It's just, it goes a long, long way. I love her still. She even called the next day to check on me. You know, some people go stay mad at you. They say they're not mad and then they get mad, you know, or whatever. I wasted my gas, you know. But she would be so selfish. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's not anything that you planned. You can't help that. Right. She called me the next day checking on me. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm sorry. Don't you apologize. (laughs) She was just so, you know, so if you plan something and you're not able to go through with it, it's okay. Wow. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Speaking of sharing, so everybody that's listening to this, make sure you share this episode with somebody. Make sure you share this episode with somebody. Um, Share it with somebody that... um, you know, maybe going through something like that, share it with somebody that you know um, loves on people and mm-hmm. talks to people because um, they may they may be good. They may not deal with any of this, but this can help them understand what people are going through. Yeah, um, and kind of you know the the mindset and how to approach certain things. Um, but please share this on Facebook, share this on Instagram, share the, you know, te- text the link. Uh, yeah. Make sure y'all are spreading this because we're just, we're just trying to, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to edify uh, the body of Christ, but we're also just, you know, put light into the world. Just whoever, whether, whether, if you ain't a Christian or whatever, it, it doesn't matter. We're just sharing, we're sharing stuff that's going to be valuable no matter, you know, what your beliefs are. Like, we all deal with these things. We all deal with mental health. We all deal with stress. We all deal with anxiety on some level, you know, or we have somebody that is dealing with it. So, yeah, make sure you, you share this. So, yeah, this is the uh, the first episode of Season 4 of the 99 Ways to Win podcast. I hope that y'all have enjoyed this, and um, I hope y'all are enjoying my new co-host Fallon. <laughs> As you can see, man, I see I think y'all can see why she's she's here because she just she just brings something different, and I just love her perspective and her insight. Uh, so you will be seeing and hearing much more from her. So until next time, this is Michelle Wright with Ninety Nine Ways to Win. Keep seeking your success.
Hey guys, so I know we were supposed to talk about goal setting in this episode, but we didn't get to it. So we will address that in the Freestyle Friday for January. All right. See you soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We talked about some pretty heavy stuff, including suicide. And I want you to know that there is a national hotline that's available 24-7. All you have to do is dial or text 988 and that is the National Suicide Helpline. Someone is available to help. You can also check out 988lifeline.org for more information and resources. Or you can go to mysafetyplan.org so you or somebody that you care about can make out a plan for when they have those self-harming thoughts. Thank you again and may God bless you.